You're listening to the Vendo Podcast. Hi, guys. Welcome back. This is part three of data analytics. Um, again, you have Russell and I here uh, today. We're going to really dive into forecasting. So super excited to have this conversation today. Forecasting, as we know, is a, is a really good tool to have um, as you go throughout the year, throughout the whole year and start seeing if you are able to measure your object uh, against your objectives, right? It's pretty much a good outline for you to have so that you can showcase growth, especially at an agency level here at Vendo, we use forecasting to really make sure that, that we're achieving those metrics that, that we, that we uh, put together with our brand partners, right? It's really important that, that our brand partners understand that growth is always top of mind and uh, definitely um, the forecast is able to, to really showcase those levers that, um, that you're trying to meet for the whole entire year, right? Those objectives pretty much. But uh, again, before we dive in, my name is Vinny. I'm a senior account manager here at Vendo. Super excited to be on screen again. And next to me, you have Russell. Russell, give us a quick intro. Hey guys, I'm Russell. Um, I'm one of the project manager here at Vendo and I run most of our analytics. And yeah, really excited to be diving into this. We know a lot of you guys are probably, you know, going through budgets and, you know, figuring out how you're going to perform this year. So we thought that it was a perfect time for us to really kind of dive into it. We know we've been doing this for a lot of our clients. So, you know, it's a perfect time to really talk about all of this information. Data's fresh. Thoughts are, are fresh. Uh, we just got off of, uh, in fact, developing a few forecasts just recently, just a few hours ago. So we figured, hey, might as well put something out there. Um, given the fact that, uh, uh, you know, data is just so fresh. Um, again, um, just to be clear, this is uh, what we're going to outline is forecasting for um, the, our 1P partners, right? So really our vendor central clients here. Um, and we'll quickly give you guys uh, an overview of, of, certain of certain data points and perhaps um, a list of top five things to consider when we're looking at, you know, clients on the 1P side. Later, we'll go ahead and dive into the three-piece side because it, a lot of the methodology there can also be applicable, although the data is different, right? The, the way that Amazon uh, really is able to give you uh, the data on the three-piece side is, is, is segmented a bit different, although the logic's still the same. Um, and on the three-piece side, in fact, Amazon has already built in an inventory forecasting dashboard, which has a ton of data. So maybe we'll cover that uh, on the next uh, uh, webinar here. But for now, we'll dive into the 1P. Uh, Russell, any thoughts so far in terms of how you see, um, you know, the data that we've seen on the 1P side? Obviously, we see a ton of data. Um, I think before we dive into the top five, I, you know, things that we should consider. What, what's your, uh, what are your recent thoughts in terms of of, of forecasting um, for for you know for our big brands here at Vendo? Well, always like when you look at this type of forecasting, you know, you, when you're looking at stuff like historical data, you're really trying to find attribution, right? How much money are you spending on marketing and advertising and how much you're getting in return? When you're working with POs, purchase orders, um, that becomes a little bit murkier. You know, it's not a direct correlation. So a lot of it is very much dependent on looking at those things separately while also being able to put that data together, right? Um, you're not going to be able to directly attribute your sales from those ad dollars uh, into your POs, but there's always some type of correlation there I can draw results from. 
So, you know, making that decision on like, how are you really correlating it together and putting a cohesive, putting it into a cohesive forecast, that's always a challenge with our 1P clients. And that is something that, that we do try and really make sure that our clients are able to understand when we're putting that together as well. Yeah, no, absolutely. Thank you for that, Russell. So before we dive into the top five um, action items, right, to, to really consider, um, just make sure you guys are leveraging Amazon's data, right? So Amazon uses, and perhaps uh, if you're on the One Piece side, Amazon will give you uh, brand analytics and through brand analytics, um, you will find forecasting a forecasting tool provided by for, for all vendor central clients. Um, within the forecasting tool, you'll find that Amazon has provided four levels of probability forecasting. Uh, one being a median. Medium is probably your lowest level of forecasting just because it uses a longer uh, lead time from the vendor side. Um, a, and that means more than six weeks uh, to really uh, understand demand and, 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 and provide this forecast so that you know that they consider a longer lead time as, as a metric in order for, for them to predict that, right? These, the other three metrics are uh, P70, P80, and P90. Now, uh, the P stands for profitability, or probability, sorry. And uh, 70, 80, and 90 is the amount of, um, is the percentage of demand that Amazon has built out, right? So P, uh, we usually go with P70 simply because it's a bit more conservative. And for example, uh, if you were to use a P90 forecast, that means that Amazon has um, forecasted a 90% demand for that item. So therefore Amazon is more than likely gonna order that, that amount of units um, in POs, right? Again, this is a demand forecast. So if you go into the profit, again, analytics, brand analytics, and then go to forecasting, you'll see the different, uh, uh, you'll see a, a, a graph and you'll see the different levels of of uh, uh, probability forecasting that Amazon has provided. Now with a P70, just uh, that pretty much says there's a 70% chance that Amazon is gonna order these items based on demand. So that gives us a good idea that um, we have to buy into these goods, but we don't have to commit that much of a budget into the goods. It's not a P90 pro you know, a probability that Amazon is gonna order. In fact, it's a 70% chance Therefore, we get a good view in terms of how many units Amazon is forecasting as, as a sell-through as demand. So therefore, you need to have those units on hand in order to ship in as replenishment. That's pretty much how you start looking at, at the data from Amazon. So with the P70 forecast, uh, we've gone ahead and, 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 and that's best practice internally, again, because we don't want for our clients to be tied up to so much inventory that, uh, really puts us in a tough situation at the end of year, right? We don't want to be sitting with a lot of inventory on Amazon. We, in, in fact, we want that flywheel to always happen. We want retail to drive those POs, right? So replenishment is really important. So P70, we feel comfortable um, looking at the data so that we can develop a, a good baseline. And, and Russell, um, I'm going to stop there because I can keep going. But dive, dive in into, into like, let's say top five um, recommendations um, when we look at this data, download it and, and put it together for our clients. Sure. So in terms of top five points that we, we need to keep in mind, the first one is you need to set goals for yourself. 
for your company. Um, you always want to take things from a macro perspective, really figure out what your end goal is. So for example, some clients, they'll want to set a number that they want to hit at the end of the year. So they'll forecast the entire year, say 2021. Some clients, they want to go by quarter. So three months at a time, they want to break it down more segmented a little more. But that's the thing. You need to know, like, what are you trying to hit? And you need to make sure that you're also setting realistic goals. And that kind of brings us into some of our next points. So our second point is you want to understand your historical data. When we're doing this type of forecast, we're not just pulling these numbers out of thin air. A lot of the times we're looking at how we performed last year, what were the trends, and then you might want to put a percentage of growth against it. For example, a 5% growth in the first quarter, um, you might want to ramp that up. So there's a lot of factors that go into it. But you, we do know that in general, you know, it's pretty easy to look at like a whole year's of performance and really see trends that'll pretty much stay the same year over year. Of course, you know, with 2020, you know, COVID and that kind of thing might have an impact. So you have to take that into account as well. But for the most part, historical data is what we use to really look into the future, so to speak. The third thing you want to look at is what events or opportunities that you have that will also impact your uh, sales, right? So we know that Amazon Prime, there's always Prime Day, which usually takes place in July. We know there's Black Friday. We know there's Christmas holiday sales. So you really want to build that in. So when you're looking at historical data, you also want to be able to say, I know why that spike occurred and that spike is either going to occur again this year or Maybe it's an event that only occurred, it's a one-time thing. So maybe you won't be able to build that spike in and you need to take that into account. The fourth point would be, what are your capabilities, right? So just because Amazon orders a certain number, amount of uh, units from you doesn't mean that you'll be fulfilling all of them. A lot of our clients have this issue where they, their capabilities might not be able to match what's being ordered from Amazon, especially when you're projecting stuff like growth. That means that your own capabilities need to grow to meet that demand as well. So that's another thing where just because Amazon orders, you know, the actual dollar amount that you receive is very much dependent on whether you're able to fulfill those orders within the time, the time frame that Amazon gives you and being able to make sure that you, that if you don't fulfill any, is it going to impact your future orders? So understanding your own catalog and your capabilities is always a very important thing. And last but not least, you need to understand that sometimes there are factors that just aren't within your control and you need to be able to factor that in. For example, COVID is the best example that we have. Last year, a lot of industries got impacted because we just couldn't predict that we would have a shutdown and so many things would be affected. And even though you're not able to, you know, know that something like that is going to happen again, you need to get taken into account that what if, you know, say, for example, this year, COVID continues until the middle of the year, what's that going to do to our sell through our POs? And what happens afterwards, right? If say that this vaccine works perfectly, and the next six months, are we going to be able to make up our end goals through the second half of the year? So a lot of this is just trying to figure out what might be coming down the line and it's not perfect but you have to be able to adjust your entire catalog adjust your strategy and make sure you have that flexibility and you're not locking yourself into a goal that you eventually won't be able to attain so those are kind of like the five main facts right you need yeah, to um, that was great thank you for that and i think 
you know, you can, um, if we were to really take a deeper dive, depending on the brand category, you could add five additional points to that list, right? Because there's so much to consider. Um, and, and, and to be honest, I feel that, you know, there, there's, uh, I think to the, to going back to your last point, there's certain things you can't control. Um, the one thing that, that does happen on the, on the one piece side that, um, helps you with your growth and also reaching your objectives are bulk buys, right? And bulk buys on the one piece side are, are pretty, they're, they're done quarterly. And that just helps you, um, Amazon is able to, to put a big bulk buy depending on your brand. Um, and I'm, I'm talking about a million, a million five, two, three, it all depends your velocity and how fast you're running through your, your inventory that Amazon is then committing to bigger bulk buys. And that alone helps you um, be able to reach your objectives. So that's another element um, of, of, of things to consider there. Um, what are your thoughts on bulk buy and, and how are they implemented in, your, in the forecasting that we do? Well, the way we do it is we do take into account bulk buys and that goes back to historical data, right? So usually bulk buys occur pretty regularly throughout the year during certain months. And then so we look at what months they'll probably come in. And then we look at when the actual POs, the actual purchases will occur. So whether it's spread out over the next few months, uh, is it an even distribution? Do, does Amazon stagger it so that some months receive more than others? So that's another way to really factor in whether bulk buys are gonna impact your end goals is making sure that you know you are prepared already for the bulk buys to come in. So that also ties into your capabilities, making sure that you have that inventory on hand and just always looking ahead, making sure that you're taking into account what may come up, what opportunities are coming. Absolutely. And obviously, you know, our recommendation is do your due diligence, look into the bulk buys, um, look into the discount because bulk buys are always tied to a discount. Um, and and see if it's worth you buying into that. If not, you know you can always uh, decline and allow for the POs to come naturally, um, and and keep getting you know your wholesale price for those items as opposed to a wholesale price and a bit of a discount, which is what basically a bulk buy is. So um, wow, that that's that's it, it, it could get really complicated really quick. Um, especially when you're forecasting on, on the one piece side of things. But hopefully today we've been able to give you a, a few tips. We're super excited to, to get some feedback, see if, if you guys are doing something different. Um, uh, we're always welcome to, to listening to, to your feedback, of course. And uh, very excited to have, you know, to have one of, another one of these data, data dumps right here with Russell and Vinny. We need to come up with a tagline because uh, I think there is an opportunity there. I just need to figure out what we can call ourselves. The duo, the data analytics duo. I don't know. At this point, I'm just ranting. Um, thanks, guys. Appreciate your time. Again, check us out next time. Um, this is part three of data analytics uh, forecasting. Um, we're gonna. We're definitely uh, Russell and I are are definitely um, using a whiteboard here to come up with different ideas for podcasts. If you guys have any ideas in terms of of what data you, you guys would like for us to dive in and, and really uh, break it down on screen, let us know. We're always open to feedback. Um, but other than that, thanks.